0: On that note, I have the privilege of introducing our speaker for today. Um, I, before, before you come up here, Laura, I'm just so blessed and thankful for you to be a part of this church. You bring so much, not even just through the keys and through your vocal cords, but just the ability to speak into all of our lives and the wisdom you have. So let's give it up for Laura as she comes up and prepares the word. Well, I'm going to talk this morning about walking in the protection of god in the last days now i don't know about you i'm i go ahead and tell my age because that's okay i'm 65 and things have changed radically since i was young radically the world is going crazy don't you see that natural disasters tornadoes hurricanes floods fires earthquakes Mass shootings, riots. It's just terrible. A lot of bad stuff happening. But the word warns us in Revelation twelve twelve. It says, For the devil is come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows he has but a short time. And we all know that Jesus is coming soon, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Praise God for that. And then in 1 Peter 5, 8 through 9, The word tells us be sober, be vigilant and cautious because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, seeking someone he may seize upon and devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Now, one part of this verse that I want to really emphasize is it says that your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, yep. seeks you to devour. It doesn't say he is a roaring lion. He acts like a roaring lion. So we don't have to be afraid of him. That's right. So things are getting worse and worse. But for us, they should be getting better and better. Because in Isaiah 60, verse 2, it says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. We're seeing that. And gross darkness on the people. But the Lord shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon us. And I want more. I want how Peter would walk, and his shadow would come across people, and they'd be healed. I'm desperate for having the anointing of God on us that we can be at at Walmart and we see somebody in a wheelchair and God quickens to us, go pray for that person and have them come up out of those wheelchairs. People with limbs that are missing. We pray and those limbs grow out. That's what I'm looking forward to. So, but we're going to talk about protection because that's that's important for us too. In these last days, God wants to protect us to make a distinction between us and the people that are in the world. Amen. Now, last time I spoke, we talked about in the Old Testament how that there's verb issues that make it look sometimes like God did something. And there are two types of verb One is a causative verb, meaning I'm causing this to happen. And there's a permissive sense verb that allows something to happen. And we talked about different laws, the law of gravity. If you jump off the roof and break your leg, God did not do that. He did institute the law of gravity, but if you violate the law... It's not God's fault. So God warns us if people don't listen and, and they get hurt, it's not God doing it. John 10, 10, we talked about this verse. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus said, but I have come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So we talked about it. if it steals, it's not God. If it kills, it is not God. If it destroys, it is not God. So let's see, for those of you who were here last time, God is good and the devil is bad. So we do it again. God is good and the devil is bad. You got to get that in you right so and god has always made a provision for his people to protect them so we're going to look back in genesis 7 or genesis 6 noah god told him to build the ark and he built the ark and the bible says that noah was a minister of righteousness so in other words in all the time it took him to build that ark the ungodly people that were around him, you know that he was ministering to them if it calls him a minister of righteousness. So God, Noah, and his family got on the ark. The animals got on the ark. And the part I really like is in Genesis seven sixteen. And when they all got on the ark, God closed the door. I, I think that's cool. Anyway, so God protected them. But if they hadn't been in the ark, they would not have been protected. So they obeyed God, they did what he told them to do, and they were protected. Okay, so now, God also, we're going to talk about the children of Israel. In Genesis 47, verse 6, it said that God gave them the land of Goshen. And it said it was the best land. When God takes care of us, he gives us the best. Glory to God. And, he, and the reason, and this is good for us now in this financial times we're in, and God said, you shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and there I will provide for you lest you come to poverty for there are still five years of famine so he put them in the best land knowing what was ahead so he took care of them financially Mm, we are looking at some crummy financial times if you go to the grocery store I, i am in the gas station you know things but god knows that and god is not up there saying oh dear (laughs) <laughs> what am i going to do how, how can i help my people no <laughs> he knew and he provides that's right Laura. so praise god so then that they were initially brought down to egypt by joseph who was uh, second to the pharaoh at that time 430 years they were in egypt and by the time that that happened, there were so many of them that the Egyptians made them slaves. So there came a time and God said that he heard their groanings. And he sent Moses as to be their deliverer. So Moses went to the Pharaoh and he said, let my people go that we can worship our God. And Pharaoh refused. You're all familiar with this, right? Okay. So Pharaoh refused, and the plagues started happening. In Exodus 8, 22 and 23, God said, I will sever that land, the land of Goshen, and my people which dwell in no swarms of flies shall be there to the end that you will know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. And I will put a division or I will make a distinction between my people and he was speaking to the Pharaoh and your people and tomorrow this sign will happen. So we got the land of Goshen flies everywhere, but in the land of Goshen. So I want you to repeat after me because we're going to do this a few times, but in the land of Goshen, but in the land of Goshen, there were no flies. Now, I am having a bumper crop of fruit flies. (laughs) Is anybody having fruit fly problems? Oh, well, then you're blessed. Anyway, we got fruit flies. So the flies are everywhere. Can you imagine how bad it was in Egypt, but how it was that God made there were no flies in the land of Goshen? What a miracle. Then in Exodus 9, Verses 4 and 6, it says, And God, the Lord will make a difference between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt. And all the cattle of Egypt died, but the cattle of the children of Israel died not one. But in the land of Goshen... There were no flies. (laughs) We're going to do livestock now. But in the land of Goshen... No cattle, died. no cattle died. So you're seeing the difference here. <laughs> we're well, in the land of Goshen, it's a good place to be. Then Exodus 9:26, it said, "And in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail." OK? So but in the land of Goshen, the land of Goshen. There, was no there was no hail." Now, what was it, Friday or Saturday, last week? There, there was a storm, yeah. so we're sitting there watching TV, and all of a sudden, man, the wind, woo, and the rain started, and then the hail started, and and Rebecca just happened to turn on the to channel, and they're showing these these baseball side yeah. size hail, you know, so we can see in the natural, the hail everywhere, pat downpours, but. We get this in our heart, which is what I'm endeavoring to do with you. And we were able to say, but in the land of Goshen, but in my land, there's no hail. And we took authority like Jesus did. And we said, peace be still to this storm. And they said it was supposed to go on for another like hour or so. And as we spoke the word and we commanded and we took our authority, it, the, the hail got smaller and then it disappeared. And then the sun came out. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So we say, and then in Exodus ten twenty three, it said that they saw not one another, neither rose from any place for three days. It was dark. Can you imagine being so dark that they didn't even want to move? But in the land of Goshen, the children of Israel had light. So we see God wants to make a distinction. Do you ever wonder? They show pictures of where, like, there's big tornadoes, and all the houses are all laid out, and everything's bad. And all of a sudden, in the middle of it, there's this house that isn't touched. That's not a coincidence. So we can say, but in the land of Goshen, in my land, God's making a distinction between the world and us. Now, another thing, but is when God instituted the Passover. And it says that the blood shall be a sign on your houses where you are. And it says, and the Lord will pass through and smite again, permissive, God didn't do it, smite the Egyptians, and when he sees the blood on the lintel, which is the top, and the two side posts, it says the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your houses to smite you. Again, God made a distinction. The children of Israel, if you had the the blood over your doors, The destroyer wouldn't come. Now, again, I I know I'm repeating myself, but God wants to make us different than the world. That's right. That's right. God makes a distinction distinction, and we ought not have as many problems as the people in the world. Mm -hmm. Psalm four three says, "But know that the God has set apart for Himself." And makes a distinction to him who is godly. The Lord will hear and I will call him. So, there again in Psalm, God may, wants to make a distinction. And this is not just for the Old Testament. You think, oh, well, that all happened back then. But in Hebrews 8 6 says that we have a better covenant. Established upon better promises. So if you see God doing good things in the Old Testament, that's for me too, because I have a better covenant. So praise God. So, but there are conditions for these, for being protected. Noah had to stay in his ark. That's right. If he didn't, the people that didn't go into the ark, or Noah who did, there was protection but he had to obey God, and he had to be where he was, where God wanted him to be. Israel had to stay in the land of Goshen. Stepping out of the land of Goshen, made up flies, and they got hail, and they got their livestock dying, but they stayed in the land of Goshen. And they had to apply the blood. If they didn't, they said, Bring all you and your families and stay in the house under, yep, yep. under the blood. Yep. And we, and so Israel had to apply the blood. That was one of the conditions. We have to stay in the secret place Amen. of the Most High. That's right. That's and right. now I'm going to take you to Psalm 91. Ooh. And we're going to go through it and just... Psalm 91 is a, just a magnificent protection sc- group of scriptures. So, Psalm 91, and I'm doing this kind of in the amplified, and I'm doing it as a confession, because that's one of the things that we can do, is we can speak the word. So it says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High. That's me. He who dwell dwells not vacations, not sometimes pops in and out, but he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide, remain stable and fixed under the shadow of the Almighty, whose power no foe can withstand. Verse 2, I will say of the Lord that he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him I trust. Now, when I think about a fortress, I'm a, I'm a Western movie kind of person. When I think of a fortress, I think about the forts they had in the West. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were in the middle of Indian territory. But as long as they were in the fort, they were safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it says that if he is my refuge and my fortress, I'm safe in there. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler, or that's a, any kind of a trap, and from the perilous, deadly pestilence. Hmm. Pestilence. Sickness. Deadly. Hmm. How about COVID? It says that he will deliver us from COVID. Or any other kind of deadly disease and it says he shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge and his truth shall be your shield and buckler big shield we talked about when you read about ephesians shield of faith Mm -hmm. you shall not be afraid for the terror by night nor for the arrow the evil plots and slanders of the wicked that fly by day so whether it's day or night we're covered and we shall not be afraid nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness nor for the destruction that waits at noonday when i think of that the pestilence of course is any type of disease that's going around um nor for the destruction that lays waste at noonday i see the the have we seen seen the pictures of what's happened in hawaii You know, you see these different pictures of of the the destruction. And yet, what's it say there? We shall not be afraid. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand. But it shall not come near you. That's a promise. But we have, just like Noah had to be in the ark, We've got to be speaking these promises. The fact that they're in the Bible is wonderful. But the fact that they need to be in me is what's necessary. Okay, so, and only, I love this. This was one of my favorite verses. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Only a spectator Shall you be yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High as you witness the reward of the wicked? And then verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, which is your refuge, even the Most High your habitation or your dwelling place. Now there's the condition. You have made the Lord your habitation, your dwelling place in verse 10 now see what happens is some people quote verse 10 without doing having the lord be their dwelling place there shall no evil befall you glory to god neither shall any plague plague sickness neither shall any plague come nigh your dwelling it shall not even come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to accompany and preserve and defend, to keep you in all your ways, here's the, here's the key, Amplified says this, of obedience and service. Verse 12, they shall bear you up in their hands, lest thou dash their foot against a stone. Here's 13, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shall thou trample under feet. But again, this, these verses are all after verse 9. Because you have made the Lord your refuge. Some people say, Well, there are no evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come on my dwelling on their way to the bar. <laughs> I don't think so. Or whatever you can think of. Okay, so we're, and then it's in verses 14, 15, and 16 are actually God speaking. And God says, because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he's known my name. He has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love, and kindness, and he trusts and relies on me, knowing that I will never forsake him, no, never. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now it says, God says, I will be with him in trouble. He will call upon me and I will answer him. Here's the key we got to call upon him. That's right. Amen. And with long life. You know, sometimes we wonder if people die young. A lot of times that happens because they don't know the scriptures that promise healing, for example. So abiding and staying close in our relationship with God is the key to life. Abiding every day. When you wake up in the morning, probably the first thing you should say is, Good morning, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I thank you for the day. Abiding and staying close to God is the key to life. It's the key to answered prayer. It's the key to protection and walking in the promises of God. We've Got to abide with him. We can't just come to church on Sunday and kind of forget about him the rest of the week and expect the promises of God to be working. So we need to be sensitive to his voice and to hear checks. Now, a check being kind of like in your spirit, a, like a red light. Um, if, if you get that stop delay, delay. delay or delay. find out delay. you know and seek him and find out what's what 21. there there have been times um years ago this was to me real amazing um in uh i don't remember i don't remember the year exactly but the year of the loma prieta earthquake mm-hmm. i was i lived in california then and so i was experienced that earthquake and we had this huge 55 gallon aquarium and the water was splashing back and forth i mean it was really um, amazing um and there was a, a freeway near us that was a double decker freeway and it collapsed down on itself and cars were were trapped under there but what was really cool is a friend of ours who's a painter he normally is on that section of road at the time the earthquake had occurred, because that's how his routine was with his day. But that day, it was the Bay Bridge World Series with the Giants and the A's, and he just felt in his heart he was going to go home early so he could watch the game. He wasn't in the section of freeway that collapsed that he would have been in. We had people in San Francisco that worked in some of the big office buildings and decided to go out early. And glass was shattering from the windows uh, because of the earthquake. Um, And somebody else, a friend of mine, was in a grocery store. And as it started shaking, the cans were falling off the, the shelves. And she walks with God. And she stopped. And the cans there was a circle of no cans (laughs) around her God's protection so we need to be sensitive and listen to his voice you know if you're gonna go someplace and you don't just don't have a peace about it don't go and we may not know why I'd say a lot of times we don't know why but we have to obey we have to hear actually hear. And obey yeah. because in as we talk about this revelations 12 says and they overcame him talking about the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony and they did not love their lives to death so here's I've got a few suggestions for you these are not by any means a complete suggestions but the first one is submit to God if you want to walk in the protection of God you've got to submit to him it says in James 4 7 submit to God resist the devil and he will flee okay the deal is this some people try to resist the devil but they're not submitting to God The scripture says, it's pretty clear, submit to God. Then resist the devil and he will flee. Another thing that's vitally important is for us to take our authority. Jesus died to give us authority over the enemy. And it says in Luke 10, 19, Behold, I have given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you." But we have to take our authority. And we have to get a revelation. There's some really amazing books out there on the authority of the believer. Brother Hagin's written one that's a classic. Um, And we can't meditate on that enough, because sometimes it it doesn't feel like we have authority. We get attacked in some ways and we don't remember to take our authority and then when we do we're feeling crummy and we just don't do it wholeheartedly another thing that i i do and i encourage everybody to do it is to plead the blood yes, now every time i get in my car <laughs> virtually every time every once in a while i'll forget and i'll be to on valley creek road and i think ah, forgotten but then I did it. Every time I get in my car, Father, I thank you that I plead the blood over my car from top to bottom, side to side, bumper to bumper. Nothing bumps into me and I don't bump into anything and my car functions properly and you give me wisdom as I drive. It's a, You gotta do it. I have never been in an accident. I have been close a number of times Especially around here, y'all don't know how to yield onto freeways. <laughs> Man, I was, as a matter of fact, it was last week, I was getting on the freeway and this big, huge um, motorhome was coming. And I, I stepped on it and I have good pickup and go on my car, and he spit up and it was about to <laughs> drive me off the side of the road. And I was like, Jesus! (laughs) And next thing I know, he was in front of me, and I was on, and we're okay. But Mm -hmm. when I plead the blood, I have that faith. I have that confidence. See, and I don't, and a lot of times, and you'll kind of know where you're at by when you are in a critical situation, what what do you do? Oh, no! (laughs) You know, how do you respond? You know, Jesus. First thing out of your mouth should be the name of Jesus. That name, which is above every name. That's right, Laura. So that's something. Um, and then this thing is probably one of the most important things: is you need to watch what you say. The bottom line is that our words don't just have power when we're in prayer. So we can be praying and praying and being very spiritual and we're praying and we're praying. And then we get out of prayer and we think, wow, I, I saw that person in church and they had symptoms. I, I think I might be getting that. Right then, ching the devil says, ha-ha, I've got you. Because we said the word and it now gives him the opportunity to put that on us or you know some people said I'm you know I just hate to drive on the free my mom used to do this bless her heart I just don't like driving on the freeway I'm so afraid that something bad is gonna happen and at one point it did she was sideswiped by a a Semi. semi truck spun around through all the things of traffic and ended up on the center divider and but God's mercy And she's a a person who does spend time in the Word before she went out. So, and we need to speak the Word, not the problem. That's right. That's good. So thank you, Lord. Yeah, that's good. All right, here. The Word tells us in Proverbs 6, 2, that we are snared by the words of our mouth. And right now at home, uh, Becca was at youth camp. And she came home and was all hoarse and, and uh, didn't have a lot of sleep, of course, up at camp. I, the, I, I think I don't ever want to go be a counselor because if I reap what I sowed, <laughs> it wouldn't be a pretty thing. <laughs> so anyway, so they were kept up quite a lot. The, boys ran around, somebody got a hold of some air horns, yes. and they would go into the girls' rooms in the two o'clock in the morning, Wah! you know, and so, any, like you. yeah, like you. You, you gotta figure. Yeah. So anyway, so she had, didn't have a lot of sleep and she was hollering because they play games and the counselors are all, yeah, you know. So anyway, so she was had a really a sore throat, so she slept all day yesterday. Well, now this morning she gets up and she has more symptoms so immediately, I'm just going to be honest with you. The devil says, ha, You're going to get it next. <laughs> <laughs> no, in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood over my body from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. The healing power of God is at work in my body, and I'm not going to get this. No, I could say, Gosh, Becca, you know i think I'm, well, How did you, how did this feel when it first started? <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you got to answer those thoughts. Right, you got to speak right. the word. Yeah. I shared with you Romans 1.16. The word of God is the instrument of His power. You don't speak the word. You're not. You know when you go to the doctor. And you have certain symptoms, the doctor will give you pills to take. But if you don't take them, they can't help you. If you don't speak the word, God can't help you. If you keep listening to the devil, if you keep giving voice to things. Oh, man, I am so tired. I used to used to work the night shift at the hospital. And I seemed like I was always tired. And I would say, oh, I'm so tired. I just oh i don't know if i can keep working this night shift i'm so tired the spirit of god told me quick to my heart instead of saying i'm so tired i should say i'm going to get such a good time of sleep today I, i'm going to wake up refreshed and renewed and when you say that again we're giving our words the the word says that he sent his word and it healed us and delivered us from our destruction. So we have to speak the word. The, another thing is that, that I, I speak a lot. I am always at the right place at the right time. You know if there's sometimes there's times when you get hung up and you don't get out of the house quite when you intended to get out of the house and you go and there's an accident on the freeway things like that happen but as we walk in the spirit as we just walk with god it's not it's not such a complicated thing That's right really you know we talk to him all throughout the day thank you lord thank you for there are times when i go grocery shopping and i And I need to find something, and and there it is. And I didn't even wasn't sure that that store would carry it. Different little things. He wants to do help us with the little things, and as we get built up in the fact that he helps us with the little things, it gives us faith so that we can count on him to help us for the bigger things. That's right. Right. It says there are two only two places you can be. You're either sowing to the flesh or you're sowing to the spirit. Now, just because, like for example, watching a a movie or something, that's not necessarily sowing to the flesh. If you're watching an R-rated movie or worse, that is sowing to the flesh because we need to guard our hearts with all diligence, for out of our hearts flow the issues of life. Well, that's like putting mud in your, your pond, your, your fountain, certain things. And the yeah, the pool. Um, and if you're honest about it, you, you don't feel good about watching something like that really, you know? So we're either walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh. The other thing too is that I meditate on First Corinthians 13:4 through 8 in the Amplified. It says one of the verses that ugh, a little bit of a challenge for me. Yeah, I'm making making light of it. I take no account of a suffered wrong. Now, if you live with people or if you go places with people, you, you know, have you ever gone to the parking lot and you're waiting to get in this parking place and somebody. <laughs> I take no account of the evil done to me. And then I have to go park way far away. Eh. Yeah, get my steps right. So it's up to us to determine whether we're walking in the flesh or walking in the spirit. God can't bless us when we're in the flesh. We have to. But the thing that's so cool about God is that, for example, if I get in a a, a tiff, I'll use this euphemism tiff with my daughter (laughs) i can as soon as i mean just you're barely the words aren't out of your mouth and you're walking away when the spirit of god says yeah not have done that but what's so cool about god is that first john 1 9 says that if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all righteousness Now, depending on where you're at, and the more you feed your spirit, the stronger your spirit gets, and your soul gets, is that you don't find yourself having to confess the sins so much. Not that you're not, I mean, in other words, you start walking in the spirit, and it becomes easier to walk in the spirit. And as long as when you realize you've done something, you confess it, Gets you right back on on track. So, how much time do we spend sowing to spiritual things? How much time do you spend sowing to your flesh? How careful are you to be listening to the voice of your spirit? How much time do you spend feeding yourself on the word of God and these different scriptures that promise you protection? Jesus came to set us free from the law of sin and death. But it's us to up, uh, it's us, it's up, <laughs> up to us to determine where we're going to walk. And in this day and age, we want to walk in the protection of God. That's right. because, and God is faithful. So, hallelujah.